Good morning. My name is Thad Lanthrop. I'm the executive pastor here at CIV. I'm glad that you could join us. We are continuing on in our message series that we are calling the marathon. Life feels like a marathon sometimes. And actually, as you dig into the Bible, God gives us some real specific guidance for the different decades of life. So today we are going to look at getting traction in your 20s and 30s. In 2017, I went to a conference that was called Wisdom in the Decades by Harold Bullock, and I used that conference a lot to help me prepare for the message today. And so I wanted to let you know, if you want to dig in more to the things that we're looking at in this message series, you can check out that conference um, I have provided the information for it at the bottom of the sermon notes, and so you can take a look at that there if you'd like to dig in more. Now, we're focusing on different decades over the next few weeks, and last week we looked at years 0 to 20, and this week we're looking at 20 to 40 and if you're like me, then you might be thinking, you know, I'm not in my 20s or maybe you're not in your 30s and, you know, there's not really going to be much for me in this message. Well, the Bible does give certain perspective, certain advantages and dangers to look out for in each decade, but they actually, they apply to all of us. And so I want to encourage you, take a look at, at this message and try to see maybe there's something for you to look ahead of if you're not quite in that decade or something to look back on if you haven't, if you've already passed that decade and realize, you know what, I need to work on that. Even though it's in a past decade doesn't mean we, we just can disregard it. Um, but it's actually really helpful for us. So today we're looking at getting traction in your twenties and thirties. And the 20s is a time of lots of life directional decisions. Here's two pictures from my 20s where you can really see the difference in what happens in your 20s. Here's a picture of me, young 20s, Thad, there I am, carefree, wearing a foam Sooner schooner on my head. I forgot to uh, put on sunscreen, apparently. I could see the start of a sunburn happening there. So that's the beginning of my 20s. I was in college, towards the end of college, getting ready to graduate. And then here is a picture of me at the end of my 20s, married, three kids, and um, have already moved a couple of different times. Now, not everybody's 20s are going to look the same, but there's major choices that we make in our 20s that impact the rest of our life. The difference in those two pictures show what can happen in that decade and the life-altering decisions that we can make. There's a lot of decisions like geographic decisions that happen in our 20s. Where am I going to live and start to plant roots in my life? There's career decisions. What am I, what should I do for a career? What company do I start at? Do I move organizations to uh, get a better schedule or better paying job? Group of friends decisions are big in the 20s. The people we spend time with have a huge impact on our life. we got to decide who's going to be my running pack for life and then possible marriage and parenting. Should I marry this person or how are we going to parent our kids if you do get married in that decade? 
Anybody feeling a little tense? Just thinking through all the decisions that have to happen in our 20s. So how do we make the most of the 20s decade? Before we get into specifics on that decade, there's something that impacts each of the decades in the marathon of life. And the key in each of the decades is faithfulness and wisdom lead to credibility and success. Each decade has a different goal, different danger, different advantages, different wisdom to really try to apply to that decade, but faithfulness and wisdom are what's needed to make each decade a success. As we build our life, the foundation that we laid will either hold up or it will begin to crack, and the foundation needs to be built on faithfulness and wisdom. Proverbs 3, 3 and 4 says, Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart so that you, so you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. And then Psalm 111.10 says, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All those who practice it have a good understanding. His praise endures forever. Faithfulness and wisdom bring credibility in life. They bring success God's way. And there's something that is particularly important for those in their 20s to focus on developing that we see in these verses. The Hebrew word for success in Proverbs 3, 3, and 4, and understanding in Psalm 111, 10, is the word sekel. And this word, it, it has to do with like an intelligence that will bring success. That's why we see it translated to success there. Um, it also has to do with being circumspect, being careful to consider all circumstances, all possible uh, consequences before acting or doing something. And so Sekel, we can kind of mash those ideas together. And it's somebody who intelligently reads situations and grasps how to respond to them. The one who seckles looks around at his situation, reads it correctly, and then decides which way they need to go. They construct an effective and successful response. That's what needs to really be developed in our 20s and throughout our life. What, what do we need to do to get there, to get to be a person that can seckle? Learning to read situations correcting, correctly and acting in line with God's ways, it doesn't just happen automatically. In fact, God's kingdom is upside down from the world. And so we have to learn his ways because they're going to be counterintuitive to us. They're going to require that we learn. So let's take a look at what we focus on in our 20s to help us to learn how to do that. The 20s, we want to focus, the main goal is learn by experience how to biblically succeed in the fundamental arenas of life. What are the fundamental arenas of life? Uh, take a look here. Job, money, 
church relationships and ministry, building relationships with extended family, solving significant problems, marriage, parenting, walking with God through the new arenas and stresses in life. It's in our 20s or around that time that we start to be the ones that are in charge of these areas in our life. And it's important to use our 20s to find the ways that are going to lead to real success. Now, an example in the Bible of somebody who was able to do that is Joseph. Joseph learned by experience how to biblically succeed in his 20s. And what's amazing is you would look at his circumstances and think, how did he learn? How did he learn to, to seckle? How did he learn to do that? Because his story is amazing. He was sold into slavery by his brothers. He rises into leadership to become the man in charge of Potiphar's house where he was sold to be a slave. And then he's accused of raping and sleeping with Potiphar's wife and thrown into jail. Now, the Bible doesn't go into how Joseph was feeling when this happened after he'd already been sold into slavery rises up, and then now he finds himself back in prison. It doesn't tell us what he was feeling in that moment, but I can imagine he's extremely discouraged. He sold into slavery by his brothers. He chose to be faithful. He rose up into leadership in the house, and now here he is in prison for a crime he didn't commit. I don't know what your week has been like, Um had a difficult week this week. Some health problems with one of my kids uh, popped up at the beginning of the week, and it's scary. It's not what I want for my child. Um, we have follow-up appointments now to find out what's really going on. It, it honestly felt like I had just been punched in the gut for most of the week. Had to battle discouragement, sadness, and fear all throughout the week. But the thing is, this isn't new for us. My 20s and 30s, I've had to learn how to walk with God through the different stresses in life. And God was faithful. When my son was delivered early because they thought he had major health problems, he was faithful in that. When my other son started having seizures for months, God was faithful to us then. When my wife had to have three surgeries at the end of last year, God was faithful to us again. And he promises to be faithful again and again to us as we walk with him. What I've had to learn in these hard situations is that my job is to choose faithfulness and wisdom as I approach the new challenge. I cry out to God for help. And do the next thing that I know that I need to do. And God helps me do it. He helps me push back the lack of desire of wanting to research specialists for my child. This is a new challenge for our family. It's unfinished. We don't know how we're gonna, our family is going to respond. We want to respond in faith. We're setting out to respond in faith. And by God's grace, we will be able to respond in faith and experience God's faithfulness to us. But God wants these new stresses in our life to turn us towards 
him. As we do that, we grow and we develop into the man or the woman that God wants us to be. And Joseph is the example of doing that. He chose faith in the middle of these unreal stresses in his life. And what you see is that when he's thrown into prison, Joseph gets put in charge of the prison. And the Bible says the keeper of the prison didn't have to worry about anything under Joseph's control because God, the Lord, was with him and gave him success. And look what it says in Genesis 41:46. Joseph was 30 years old when he entered the service of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And Joseph went out from the presence of Pharaoh and went through all the land of Egypt. Joseph was faithful to learn what he could. And he found himself in terrible circumstances. Sold into slavery sold and thrown into prison for the crime that he didn't commit. The rest of the story is that Joseph gets put in charge. He gets, he, he becomes Pharaoh's second in command and he leads the Egyptians to store up food for seven years of plenty so that they are prepared and can survive the seven years of famine that were coming to the land. Joseph could have sulked and just done the bare minimum to get by while he was a slave or when he was sold or when he was thrown into prison prison but he didn't do that he chose faithfulness and wisdom joseph learned to sickle he he could intelligently read situations and grasp how to respond to them he could do that on a scale to where he was ready at 30 years old to lead a nation of people to store up enough food so that they were prepared for the famine that was to come seven years after that. And Joseph learned wisdom. He learned how to fear God and to trust him in the middle of the thing that he didn't want. He didn't want to be sold into slavery. One of my favorite verses that highlights what he, how Joseph learned to see things from God's perspective is Genesis 50-20. Joseph is there. Uh, his brothers have come to him, and this is how he responds to them. He says, you intended it to harm me, but God intended it for good, to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. It's an incredible statement of faith to people who've sold you into slavery. He's able to see it from God's perspective. That was part of God's plan for his life to help him to get into a position where one day he's able to save many lives. Learning how to handle key arenas in life biblically is a big part of the 20s decade. And Joseph's the hero. He chose faithfulness. He learned how to settle, to be circumspect. And we can all do this. We can all learn, no matter how old we are, we can learn how to handle life God's way and experience the blessing of those choices. But we can also fail to learn that. 
And we see that with Rehoboam. Rehoboam wasted his 20s and 30s. Look at 1 Kings 14.21. It says, Now Rehoboam, the son of Solomon, reigned in Judah. Rehoboam was 41 years old when he began to reign. And then 2 Chronicles 13.7 says, And certain worthless scoundrels gathered about him and defied Rehoboam, the son of Solomon. When Rehoboam was young and irresolute, and could not withstand them. Now look at what it says, how it describes Rehoboam. Remember, he's a 41-year-old man. It says he's young and irresolute. He's indecisive. He's not strong enough to resist the scoundrels that came against him. This is scary to think about. The 20 set the foundation for our life. And if we don't learn what we need to learn in them, how to handle life God's way biblically in key arenas in life, then we're not going to be ready for the opportunities or the pressures that are to come in the years later. And Rehoboam's immaturity at 41 years old, that highlights the danger that we see in this 20s decade. And the danger is that we continue to age but never really learn how to succeed in basic areas of life. I don't know what Rehoboam did during his 20s and 30s. Maybe he had a time more like the Sooner Schooner on my head than he did of really building and learning what he needed to do. Whatever it was that he did, it did not prepare him to be king. And there are two temptations that are common to this decade. In fact, they're common to us at any time, but particularly in this decade. The first one is arrogance. Proverbs seventeen sixteen says, Why should a fool have money in his hand to buy wisdom when he has no sense? A fool's not going to use his money to learn, to buy wisdom. A fool's going to use it to have a good time, as much of a good time as, as he can do for the money that he has. And if he does that, He's going to miss his way to find and learn success in life. Proverbs 18.2 talks about being arrogant as well. A fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. You ever been in a conversation and it's a topic you feel like you know a lot about and you just can't wait to say what you want to say in that conversation not really listening. You're just waiting for your opportunity to interject your ideas, to express your opinion. I've done that. I've been excited to do that. But that's what this verse is warning us about. It's saying, don't do that. Understanding, learning, it's learning how to become circumspect, to be able to seckle, to see life from God's angle, be able to choose the right way to go. That's going to come as we learn from God and learn from others. Get to know people that are wiser than us. Can ask them questions. Read our Bible. Pray. Ask God for wisdom. That is what's going to help us to learn what we need to in the 20s. Learn how to put into practice God's word and experience the blessing of handling our key arenas His way. Now, there's some thoughts to look out for in this area, arrogant thoughts to look out for. One is, I already know that. 
Maybe you, maybe you do already know that. But if you listen, you might hear somebody approach something from a different angle and really learn what it means to look at that thing from God's perspective. Another thought to watch out for is it's not that complicated. I've thought this so many times. Oh, it's not complicated to fix that thing, or that's not a complicated relational problem. One of the sides of the countertop on the kids' room um, was peeling back, and here's a picture of it. And you know, I thought, what, what do I? What should I do to fix it? You know, I could get some liquid nails. I could, I could do some different things. And then I realized, you know what? I just need to ask the guys who installed it. <laughs> They're gonna be able to know. And you know what they told me to do? They said, just take a heat gun and put it over that, and the adhesive is activated by the heat gun, and it will stick right back on. So I did that. Here's a picture of it, and it looks great. It looks a lot better than what I was thinking of doing. <laughs> what I was thinking of doing would have been a mess. And they gave me some tips if it if it does peel off again. They gave me something else to do to try. We need to learn to do things God's way in situations. That's just fixing a peeling off cabinet uh, countertop piece. But we need to learn to go to people and ask for help, especially when we think, oh, it's it's not it's not that hard. I can I can I can figure it out on my own. I've had to learn to go to people and say, hey, this is what I'm thinking. Does this make sense? And as I do that, I learn ways where I'm off track and I need to shift my perspective so that I can act in line with God's way. And people have helped me to find real success in life where I would have gone a different way. Another thing to watch out for in our thoughts is that's not that hard to figure out. Maybe it's not, but things that are not that hard to figure out can blow up in your face. Do you think that about something? Relationships can get damaged. And so it's important to not choose an attitude of arrogance, but an attitude of humility, asking people for help, submitting ourselves to somebody wiser, older than us, who's been there before and can help us in these situations. Arrogance, something to look out for in life, especially in our 20s. But haste is also another danger to look out for in the 20s. Some of the advantages of, of the 20s are you have flexibility in your schedule, you have energy, you have time. Some of the disadvantages are inexperienced, and we want to make things happen right now. But haste can really lead to a lot of trouble in our life. Proverbs 21.5 says, The plans of the diligent lead surely to abundance, but everyone who is hasty comes only to, pro- to poverty. Then Proverbs 19.2 says, Desire without knowledge is not good, and whoever makes haste with his feet misses the way. Rushing into things can cause real damage in our life. We can miss the way. This is a major warning for the 20s. It's, it's hard for us to realize when we're being hasty sometimes. That's why it's helpful to really do the key wisdom in the 20s, which is to train by experience under coaching, to learn how to biblically succeed in the key areas of life. 
Jesus and the disciples are an incredible example of training by experience under coaching. One of my favorite scenes in the scriptures highlights this. Take a look at Mark 12, 41 through 44. And he sat down. It's talking about Jesus. He sat down opposite the treasury and watched the people putting money into the offering box. Many rich people put in large sums and a poor widow came and put in two small copper corn coins, which make a penny. And he called his disciples to him and said to them, Truly I say to you, this poor widow has put in more than all those who are contributing to the offering box. For they all contributed out of their abundance, but she, out of her poverty, has put in everything she had, all she had to live on. The disciples learned by watching Jesus do ministry and then doing ministry themselves and asking Jesus questions. And here Jesus is explaining a principle of his kingdom. He's explaining that this widow put in all that she has. From the outside, it looks like not much. Looks like many people have put in more Everybody had put in more than her. But in God's kingdom, she gave the most because it was all she had. Find somebody who can train you to see life from God's angle so that you can build a life of success God's way. Seeing things from God's angle is what's going to bring lasting success in our life. It's not the haste that's going to get us ahead in life. It's faithfulness and wisdom over time, building a solid foundation that's going to give us success in all the key arenas of life. Here's some things to focus on in your 20s. Find a church where you can train. If you're at Church in the Valley, we're glad you're here, and and we'd love to you to join us and train with us. Build relationships in that church. Developing your friend group is huge in life. Proverbs 13.20 says, Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but a, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. That's the options that it gives in Scripture. Walk with the wise, grow wise. If you choose to be a companion of fools, you're going to suffer harm. The next thing to focus on is buy up the opportunity for any training offered to you and then find mentors who are, uh, one, success, already successful in the arena you wish to learn, and two, are willing to be frank with you. They're not just going to tell you what you want to hear. They're going to be real and frank with you. And then ask questions and solve problems with mentor input. The 20s are a time to train. They set the foundation for your life. That's what the 20s decade is about. And we spent a lot of time on it. So we're going to rifle through the 30s real quick. But the, the goal in the 30s is to build on the foundation amidst expanding relation, responsibilities in your career, family, and ministry. The 30s are a time for building speed. You've learned how to read and respond and to settle, to be circumspect in key areas of life. And so now you can 
build. Continue to build on that. Build faithfulness. Build wisdom. And build a life like Nehemiah's people built the wall. Nehemiah 4.17 says, Those who carried burdens were loaded in such a way that each labored on the work with one hand and held his weapon with the other. The 30s are a time to build, to continue to grow as you're building with one hand and pushing forward or holding back against enemies that are trying to pull you down with the other. And as things pick up speed in family and career and there seems to be less and less time, there's a danger that comes with that. And the danger is quietly dropping one of the balls you have to juggle, your job, your family, relationship with God, or ministry. Dropping the ball in one of these areas is going to result in failing to build failing to build the right perspective, failing to build the relationships that are going to help you to be ready for the opportunities and pressures that come in the next life. And there's wisdom in the 30s. Wisdom in the 30s, I just took these straight from the um, conference that I told you about earlier. And the wisdom is take opportunities to rest and enjoy moments, but be diligent. Your future will be blessed by your diligence. 30s are a time to build based on diligence and growing your capacity as things pick up and you get more and more responsibility. Next thing for wisdom in the 30s is books are written about individuals, but impacts are made by teams. Stay plugged in to the team. Stay plugged in to the people at church so that they you can team together to make a tremendous impact in in your life. Think about our church. Together, we've planted five churches, six if you count us. We couldn't do that on our own. I mean, one person could go around, but we've been able to launch churches that are healthy and continue to grow and, and continue to expand God's kingdom, each one of them in different areas of California. Books are written about individuals, but impacts are made by teams. And then another wisdom is if you insist on being an individual, your impact will be only individual. We rushed through those 30s, but the goal is to use the 30s to build on the foundation That was laid in your 20s. Faithfulness and wisdom. And as we do that, we live a life that is successful. We gain favor in the sight of God and man. What has God spoken to you about this morning? We've covered a lot. Faithfulness and wisdom, arrogance and haste. We've looked at examples of Joseph who uses 20s well and Rehoboam who did not use his 20s or his 30s well. We've talked about training under a mentor. What is the next step that God wants you to take? Whether you're in your 20s or you're not, what has God said? I want you to to step out in faith with me on this today. We're going to have some time uh, to uh, reflect 
and uh, we're going to pray, and then you, you've got some time to reflect after the message. And I want to encourage you to think about these next steps. This might help you to reflect and really see what is it that God wants me to put into practice. The first is ask a wise person a question about a pressing issue in my life. You might be thinking, ah, it's not that big of a deal, or it can't be that hard. I, I can figure it out. But ask somebody. Is there a pressing issue in your life? Talk to somebody about it. Ask them for, for help. Ask them what the Bible says about it and how you can respond biblically in that situation. Another next step might be to be faithful in blank this week. Is there an area where you just realize, you know what? I'm not choosing faithfulness. Write it down. Take that next step with God this week. And then the last one is memorize. Fill in the blank this week. Look over the verses on the sermon notes on the handout and see, is there an attitude that you want to work on, being arrogant or hasty? Or is there you want to be faithful and choose faithfulness? You want to memorize those verses? Circle one of those verses. Memorize it this week to help you to put that into practice. Let's ask God for help to help us to be faithful and choose wisdom this next week. God, we thank you for your guidance for each decade. And we ask that those in their 20s would really build a strong foundation. They choose to get themselves around people that are encourage them and push them uh, forward with you. And we ask for all of us, help us to be faithful. Help us to develop wisdom. Help us to learn how to seckle, to learn how to look around a problem and choose the best solution that's going to lead to success um, like you want us to have. We ask for your help, Lord. We need your help to be able to do this. And we pray that you'd help us. In Jesus' name, amen.